I'm Josh Oliverio, and I'm really excited to welcome you to the first episode of the Political Debrief Podcast. I'll be your host as I post a new episode every two weeks and we talk about the issues in Canadian politics that affect Canada's youth. Today for our first episode, we're talking about the Right to Vote at 16 Act. This is a bill sponsored by BC MP Taylor Backrack. I spoke with Taylor in May to talk about his bill before it came up for debate. Here's our conversation. So to start off, Mr. Backrack, can you please tell us more about your bill and why it's important? For sure, yeah. So Bill C-210, the Right to Vote at 16 Act, uh, does exactly what it sounds like. It, it uh, amends the Elections Canada Act and lowers the voting age for federal elections to age 16. Currently in Canada, you have to be 18 years old to vote. And I, I brought this bill forward for a number of reasons. First of all, because I've been so inspired by the young people I've had a chance to interact with during my time in politics, uh, young people who are articulated and who are articulate and um, and informed and care about the issues and they want to make a difference. Uh, I also brought it forward because I, I think um, we need to be constantly improving and strengthening our democratic system. We, we can't rest on our laurels or, or take anything for granted. And as we see around the world, uh, democracy is fragile. It's something that we need to care for. Uh, one of the trends that we see in Canada that's uh, particularly worrisome is that we see very low voter turnout among first-time voters. So those are voters age 18 to 24. Um, and since, since the voting age was lowered to 18 in, in 1970, uh, that cohort of voters has turned out in the, in the fewest numbers. So the evidence we see from around the world and, and you know, countries like Scotland and Wales and uh, Austria have lowered their voting age to 16. And what they see is that 16 and 17 year olds uh, vote in greater percentages than um, 18, 19 and 20 year olds. So uh, there's a bunch of reasons for this. And I, I think that's, it, it's an interesting conversation. I'm happy to get into that, but really, it's those two things. And then the third thing I'd mention is that the issues that we're grappling with today as a country, uh, really big issues like the climate crisis, like housing affordability, like student debt, these are issues that uh, have profound implications for young people. And they deserve a seat at the table. They deserve to be a part of the conversation. So can you please just clarify something for our audience really quickly? Does your bill just change the age to vote in federal elections or the age to run as well in federal elections? No, in, in my bill, um, we, we both change the age that you can vote at to 16. And uh, because of the way that the Elections Canada Act is structured, that by default also changes the age that you're able to run at and, and become an MP. Um, so... Yeah, well, it, it, it is a, an important nuance in the bill. And, and um, you know, I think that's, that's important because if, if you want to participate as a, a, a member of our democracy, fully participate, I, it comes with a whole suite of freedoms. So not only can you vote, but you can also run, you can also work as an elections worker. These are all uh, part of the, the, uh, the voting rights that, that we get as Canadian citizens. So um, yeah, that's, that's the aim of the bill in a nutshell. There are some people that think that people that are at 16 are just too young to vote. How do you respond to that? One of the interesting things in, in discussing this bill and, and consulting people about it over the past number of months, I, I've been really interested to hear how quickly people form an opinion. Uh, this is a, an idea that 
produces a, a pretty quick gut level reaction from people. They either like it or they don't like it. And I, I, I've been a bit dismayed that among the people who dislike the idea, often their opposition is based on stereotypes that uh, stereotypes of young people that just aren't accurate. And at, at, at worst, it's discrimination and ageism uh, against young people. But, you know, really, if we look at the evidence, I, I think that the only valid reason to exclude someone from the voting process would be if you could prove that they are not competent to, uh, to make a rational voting decision. And the evidence we have shows very clearly that 16 and 17 year olds are able to evaluate the information and make a rational voting decision. So, um, you know, the rest of it, people's, people's gut level reaction to it, that, you know, kids aren't mature enough or we should let kids be kids. That's all just, you know, that's based on their own anecdotal experience. And it's probably based on a bunch of the biases they have. I, I think it's unfortunate that some people um, have a dim view of young people and their place in our society. Personally, I, um, I think young people are incredibly important to our democracy and to our country. And I believe that we should bring their voices in and make them part of the conversation. That's why I've brought this forward. There's another term that I think is really important when we're talking about lowering the voting age, and that is a future elector. Can you please explain what a future elector is? Sure. So uh, currently, Elections Canada goes, uh, reaches out to young people who aren't yet at the voting age um, and tells them that, hey, you know, in a couple of years, you're going to be able to vote. And so we encourage you to register as a voter so that when the time comes and you're old enough, um, you have all the information you need and you're all ready to go and you're registered with Elections Canada. So that's like a, a future voter registration process. And, and that's currently available, um, I believe, to 16 and 17 year olds. But I have a daughter who just turned 17 and and she recently got a package from Elections Canada that said, uh, you know, you can now register as a future elector. Um, because this bill would lower the voting age uh, to 16 from 18, uh, it would also lower the age at which um, at which future electors would would be registered, and and it would lower that to to 14 years old. So it's all about uh, you know trying to get people prepared for the act of voting so that we can get as many people out to the polls as possible. I, everyone I've talked to, the, the area of agreement on this stuff is that everyone agrees that the more voter participation we have, the better. The more people we include in the process, the stronger our democracy. So a lot of this is around how do we get as many people out to the polls and how do we get young people voting? Um, that's, a, that's a big question for Canada. So, you know, voting at 16 just fits into that larger idea of electoral reform. You've got proportional representation, more accessible voting. How does this bill fit into the wider idea of electoral reform? Uh, very, very good question. Uh, it's it's a, a part of this broader suite of initiatives that aim to strengthen our democracy, our representative democracy, and ensure that everyone's vote counts and that as many people are included in the conversation as possible. Um, so I, I see it as complementary. It's it's very different from proportional representation, which is it's also something I think is an, an important step for us to take as a country. But lowering the voting age is a much simpler concept. 
Uh, it's something we've seen countries around the world do with really positive results. And it's something that we can do quite, uh, quite easily by amending the Elections Canada Act. So, um, so that's why I brought it forward. I, I hope that Canada also has a conversation again about proportional representation. Uh, I was disappointed that the government uh, chose not to follow through with its promise on that. Um, but ultimately, that's, that's the goal of this whole exercise, right? Um, when we talk about improving our, our electoral system, uh, we want people's votes to count. We want people to see themselves reflected in their government. And we want as many people as possible to participate in the process. That's how we have a strong democracy. And that's how we're a strong country. So I got asked the million dollar question. Do you think this bill will pass? Oh, I wish I could tell you for sure that I knew it was going to pass. I, I'm really hopeful. Uh, and the reason I'm hopeful, and this is actually one of the reasons I brought this bill forward, um, is because it, this isn't a new idea. And in fact, it's not even really my bill. This is a bill that so many people have contributed to over the years. Um, you know, going back to another NDP MP, uh, Bev Desjardins from Saskatchewan, she was the first one to table a, a bill to lower the voting age in the House of Commons. Um, but since that time, all sorts of other MPs have tabled bills. They've, they've never gotten to an actual debate, but they've, they've tabled the, the bill itself. Uh, Elizabeth May from the Green Party, uh, Mark Holland, um, before uh, he was government house leader, he's currently uh, the house leader of the federal government. Um, Mark Holland tabled this bill in 2005, and it, it, uh, there was a debate in the House of Commons. Um, and so it's seen cross-party support. I've talked to MPs from, um, well, I would say four of the five parties in the House, and, and there are supporters among those four parties. Uh, and, and there are folks uh, even within the Conservative Party that find this concept interesting and, and want to learn more. So I'm hopeful um, that we can push it over the line. At the very least, I'd love to see this get to committee after second reading so that it can be studied and so we can hear evidence from experts around the world um, who can point to the very compelling case that this will increase turnout among young voters and that the, you know, some of the, um, uh, maybe some of the risks that people who are skeptical of this bill talk about, those risks simply don't materialize. This is, this is really a positive story for countries that have implemented it. I think there are going to be also some people that say, well, the NDP wants to lower the voting age because everyone will just vote for the NDP. How do you respond to those claims? I, I do. I do. And, and I've heard that as well from some detractors that, you know, oh, these, the, you know, the NDP is only interested in this because they think they can get more support among young people. Um, first of all, that's certainly not why I brought this bill forward. And secondly, I don't think that's actually accurate. Uh, you know, if you look at, at school vote, you're probably familiar with school vote, which is a kind of a mock election process that happens in schools across the country um, during, during federal elections and provincial ones too. But during the most recent uh, federal election, uh, if you analyze the results of school vote, you see that students' votes were spread out pretty evenly among the, the four major parties. So, you know, I think that tells us that young people have diverse political views. Um, probably the, the biggest influence on their views is their parents, of course. Um, like for all of us at, at that age, our parents are a big influence. But, uh, you know, really, I think it comes back to the fact that the only reason we should exclude people from the process is 
if they if if they can be proven that they're not able to make a rational decision. And I, I don't think we should exclude people because they vote one way or another. And in fact, for young people, if someone was to tell me that, that you know, if someone was to tell me they wanted to exclude me from the voting process because they were worried that I was going to vote for a certain party, um, I think that would be really egregious. I, I don't think that's a valid argument for excluding people. Um, so yeah, you know, I certainly, I certainly hear that from time to time, but I don't think it's a worry. And I also don't think it's a worry if young people change their vote over time. I think that's a natural part of the process and something that happens for adults as well. Um, we start to see issues in a different way, perhaps, or maybe there's a different candidate from uh, in our area, and we change the way that we vote. I, I think that's a good thing. Do you think there's an opportunity for voting if the voting age is lower? Do you think there's a, a role that the school plays in all this? Absolutely. I, I'm a huge fan of expanding civics education in our school system. I, I don't think we do a good enough job of uh, preparing young people to be full citizens in our society and to understand the way that our country functions. Um, so, you know, but, you know, I, I would push back against the idea that 16 and 17 year olds are going to be less informed than 18, 19 and 20 year olds. Uh, the evidence from other countries shows indeed the opposite, that 16 year olds are more engaged in political conversations, that it's probably been more recent that they've had civics education in high school. And so when it comes to elections, um, they're actually more informed voters than their older peers. So, um, so yes, let's, let's improve civics education and, and let's do that across the country. But I think that's separate from the question of whether we should lower the voting age to 16 and 17, because already those young people are, are at least as informed as their older peers. So if this bill passes second reading of the House of Commons, it will be referred to the Standing Committee on Procedure and House Affairs. What are some things that you think the committee should focus on during the study of Bill C-210 if it gets that far? Maybe, for example, the voices of young people who want to vote? Well, I think their voices are among the most important voices to have at committee uh, to help shape this bill and inform its future. Uh, but also other voices. You know, today I did a press conference with our leader, Jagmeet Singh, and, um, and a fellow from Scotland. He's a professor at the University of Edinburgh named uh, Jan Eishorn. And uh, Dr. Eishorn um, has been studying uh, jurisdictions that have lowered their voting age. And he has all sorts of evidence. And, and um, I, I think having people like that, people who can really speak to the data and speak to the experience of other jurisdictions, because ultimately we want our bills to be based on facts. We want our bills to be based on evidence. And really that's the importance of the committee stage is hearing from witnesses who can present the evidence that supports the arguments for, and frankly, against the bill. And then having MPs be able to ask them questions, make amendments, uh, that's the important process at committee. So uh, hearing from young people, hearing from experts, um, certainly hearing from organizations that have done a lot of thinking about this, that'll be an important part of the process. So as you mentioned before, when the voting age was lowered from 21 to 18, voter turnout actually wasn't super great. Why do you think that will be different if we lower the voting age to 16? Yeah, that's what the evidence says. And, you know, it's interesting because it's a little bit counterintuitive, right? Uh, young people aren't voting. So the answer is lower the voting age even more. Like uh, on the surface, that would seem like a bit of a paradox. Now, 
the reason behind this is really interesting. If you think about what's happening in 18-year-olds' lives, it's a time of incredible transition. Um, young people are moving away from the community they grew up in. They're living away from home for the first time. They're going to school. They're entering the workforce for the first time. They're around their peers. They're around people uh, who maybe aren't giving them the same social cues to do things like go to the voting booth. And it turns out it's not a great time to expect young people to vote for the very first time. And the, the challenge is, and the risk is, is that if they don't vote the first time that they're eligible, the chance of them voting the second time is also very low. And so they develop a habit of not voting. What we want to do is we want to develop a voting habit. We want to develop voters, that citizens that want to participate in elections. And by contrast, at age 16, young people are mostly living at home. They're mostly living in the community where they've spent a lot of time, if not their entire lives. And uh, they're living with their parents and they're going to school. So it's a very stable time of life um, where they're not going to be voting in isolation. They're going to be surrounded by these social cues that really increase the likelihood of them making that trip to the polls. So, so that's the reason that jurisdictions around the world, like Scotland and Austria that I mentioned earlier, have seen that 16 and 17-year-olds vote in greater numbers than 18 and 19-year-olds. And, and not only that, the evidence shows that that habit carries with them into their second and third elections. And, and really, that's how we're going to start to turn around these trends around low voter turnout in Canada. And lastly, Mr. Backrack, what is one thing you want people to know about your bill? If they can only know one thing about your bill, what is that one thing? The one thing is that I think young people are awesome, and I think our country is stronger if we make them a bigger part of the conversation. All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Backrack, for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate your interest, Josh. Take care. The day after my conversation with Taylor, Bill C-210 was called for debate at the House of Commons. Here's part of what Taylor had to say. First and foremost, I brought forward this bill because I believe in the power of young people in our society and in our country. The power of young people as a force for change, the power of young people as a source of energy and enthusiasm, and the power of young people to bring new ideas and new ways of seeing old problems. As a young person myself, I was interested in politics as a young age, as I'm sure many in this place were when they were 16 or 17. And in the almost decade and a half that I've been elected, I've encountered so many inspiring young people, like the group of Helsinki youth who were part of a peaceful protest in 2015 that helped win recognition of their constitutional rights to a commercial fishery, or Fruin and Jessica from Smithers who appeared before Smithers Town Council when I was mayor to advocate for a ban on plastic bags, people like Andy from Prince Rupert who I met uh, during the All Candidates debate in 2019. He, shortly thereafter, he ran a community podcast on the COVID-19 response and started writing his first book. And of course, the courageous young people currently taking the issue of voting age to the federal court. Also speaking on this bill was MP Kevin Lamaru. Kevin is the parliamentary secretary to the government house leader, and here's part of what he had to say. Uh, Madam Speaker, I was actually quite enthusiastic 
about the, the fact of, well, why not? Why don't we lower the age? But I wanted to be as objective as I could in terms of approaching the issue. Now, whether it was at high school in Dauphin, high schools in Winnipeg, or out in Steinbach, I was actually quite surprised where the greatest amount of opposition to lowering the age was from, uh, uh, Madam Speaker. It was actually from young people themselves that tended to object to the idea of lowering the age uh, to 16. Well, uh, it surprised me as it surprised a number of the teachers uh, that were also involved in some of the discussions that had taken, had taken place. At the end of the day, and it wasn't just the, the high schools uh, that were at play, um, but other factors that were brought into it. And ultimately, in the report that uh, I had provided, there was reservations in terms of lowering the age. And Conservative MP Tom Kimmich was speaking on the bill as well. He focused his time on talking about the argument to lower the voting age that people over the age of 14 are allowed to vote in party elections. For example, the Conservative Leadership Party race that's going to be wrapping up in September. Here's his response to that. Um, the issue of... 14, 15, 16, and 17 year olds voting in partisan leadership elections in political parties has been raised. I've seen this repeatedly, so I want to address it. People have to pay, typically, to join a political party in Canada to be eligible to vote in a leadership race. You don't pay to become a citizen. At least, very much hope so that you don't engineer a situation where you're essentially paying for the rights and benefits of a citizen of Canada. It wasn't definitely in my case, but that is a fundamental difference between uh, becoming a member of a political movement, a political party, paying to vote at the age of 14, and being a citizen of Canada, which comes with responsibilities and duties that I will lay claim that they are a lifetime of responsibilities to our democracy, to our parliament, and to our monarch. If you'd like to watch the full unclipped version of the debate, feel free to take a look at the show notes in the description down below. That's it for this episode of Political Debrief. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really excited to be sharing my podcast with the world, and I look forward to producing more episodes. You're welcome to connect with the show by visiting any of our social media links down below and by subscribing on every major podcast platform and on YouTube. Again, those links are also down below. A huge thank you to MP Taylor Backrack and his team for setting up the interview and giving me the opportunity to ask my questions. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to speaking with you in two weeks' time when we talk about municipal politics. Oh,